female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He ripped her face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Welcome back to Man It Is The Only True Crime Podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals. I'm your host, James, although I don't like my name, so I'm thinking I'm trying something else. Uh, how about... Uh, Jimmy Pickles. Nope, that's worse. Anyway, welcome back. This is part two of North American bear, bear attacks, otherwise known as uh, bears and bloodshed in North America or something else sensational. Um, before we kick off, I just want to say uh, thank you to someone. I, I forgot to do this a couple weeks ago. Got a very lovely message from a uh, beautiful soul named uh, Kevin, who I believe is from the US, but has spent some time in Australia. Uh, just saying that he enjoyed the podcast so thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that feedback. Uh, yes, hope you're well. Thank you for reaching out. Um, if you are listening and you want to reach out, feel free to. I like, I don't have much going on. That's a lie. I'm extremely busy, but I do enjoy a pick me up every now and again. So thank you for that. Now, we last, where we last left off in our uh, bear attack series, we had gone from, I believe, the 1780s all the way up to the 1900s, and we talked about some really interesting bear attacks. We also made a discovery uh, that a lot of these um, entries on this list ha- have links I can click on that will give us additional information, including uh, newspaper articles from as far back as like the early 1900s, and there's also a book called The Bear Almanac, uh, which has a lot of this, which I think is like the basis for a lot of this list. So we can go through anything we find particularly interesting. We can go through and um, click on it, read the source article, see if we can get a little bit more information on it. So that's what we're going to do today, guys. Um, strap on in. We, we, we did uh, about 25 minutes of bears last week. Uh, we'll try to do the same thing here. Uh, it would be great if we could make this a three-parter, but let's not try and stretch it on purpose. So maybe we'll go from, uh, you know, to the 1950s, because as we get closer and closer to the present day, for obvious reasons, there's more stories about bear attacks because it's reported more um, and the list gets thicker and thicker and fuller and fuller as we go on. So that's that's what we're going to do now. So um, let's get back to our list. Now, where we last left off, we had covered uh, two... No, we covered three bear attacks that occurred in the 1900s, um, including the death of a one-year-old baby that was attacked at a uh, an old-style theme park, I believe, uh, as well as... Um, three children aged three, five, and seven who were killed in, in West Virginia. So we have finally had our first, finally, like I was looking forward to it. We've had our first children on the list. We've had our first female on the list. We've had some really old people on the list. The majority of these places, uh, a bear attacks occurred in California. Um, but as we go through, I think that we're starting to get reportings from more and more places. So um, our first story, this one is interesting. We don't have the name and we don't have a date. It's just alleged bear attack. This is from the 1910s. It's a brown bear attack. There is an alleged bear attack that occurred um unknown date, but it was before February 1914. It occurred in Helena, Montana. On the 14th of February 1914, in the mountains of Jackson's Creek, 10 miles south of Helena, Montana, a prospector named Pierce reported that he found the skeleton of a bear with a bullet wound in its skull, along with the dead skeleton of a dog, 
Uh, it would have to be a dead skeleton, sorry, with the skeleton of a dog and faded bits of a woman's dress in the bushes. Pierce did not find the body of a woman, but believed that the bear had been shot by a female berry picker after the bear had torn the woman's clothing and that the dog had attacked the wounded bear in which it had killed the dog. Pierce had been prevented from looking for any human remains by a decent snowfall. Recent snowfall, not decent. I was thinking that was a weird choice of words. Like, very judgmental of the snow. Anyway, uh, this story was reprinted in a longer version as Woman Killed in Battle with Bear by Other Newspapers. Uh, there are references here I could click, but I don't think this is that interesting. Maybe later. We'll go back. Our next story occurred on the, uh, sorry, the 8th of September in 1916, so two years after this, roughly. Uh, Frank Welch, 61-year-old male, uh, was killed by a wild bear in Yellowstone National Park, Wyoming. Welch was killed at a camp near Sylvia, uh, Sylvan Pass while carrying a load of hay and oats. Men from the camp killed the bear with a dynamite trap. That, well, we're going to have to like look that up. That's crazy. Uh... <laughs> wow. Okay, a dynamite trap. Okay. I, this link has taken me to slate.com. Uh, oh, interesting. I believe this article is talking about a recent bear attack, which we won't go into, but I'll see if I can find references to a dynamite trap. Huh. Let's let's do a good old control F look for dynamite. Here we go. Okay. The first extensively documented death by a grizzly within Yellowstone Park's borders was the fatal mauling of 61-year-old government labourer Frank Welch in 1916. And the park's first extensively documented judicial execution of a grizzly bear soon followed. Some historians suspect that the bear killed Welch Sorry, suspect the bear that killed Welch was an abnormally ill-tempered because his toes had been ripped off when he escaped from a trap in 1912. Whatever the bear's motivation, though, Welch's fellow labourers decided that old two toes deserved to die for his crime. Men from the road camp where Welch had been working placed some edible garbage in front of a barrel filled with dynamite. When the bear began to eat, they blew it to smithereens. That was how grizzlies were treated if they injured humans in the early days of Yellowstone. They were killed. This is obviously part of a bigger article, but still very interesting. So that's what they mean by a um, uh, a dynamite trap. They just mean a barrel filled with garbage and explosives. I love old people. They're just so creative. It's like a bunch of toddlers who have that same mindset. Okay, we're moving forward. Now, we've gone into uh, the 1920s. Uh, you know, 1920s, bear attack. Okay, brown bear attack. Let's go through these three first. Joseph B. Frenchy Durette was a 60-year-old male who was attacked by a brown bear on June 12, 1922 in, oh, Ab Beartooth Wilderness, Montana. That's a very appropriate place to get attacked by a bear. Durette was attacked and partially devoured by a huge grizzly bear. Durette crawled 1.5 miles, which is 2.4 kilometers for everyone else in the world listening, back towards the ranch and died in Frenchie Meadow on Slough Creek. That's sad, Frenchie. Um, our next victim, Percy Goodair. <laughs> More like Percy Badair, because he's dead. Hey, 
This is a long time ago. I feel like that's allowed. Percy Goodair, 52-year-old male, uh, was killed in Jasper National Park in Alberta in Canada. Uh, Goodair, a Parks Canada warden, was killed by a bear when patrolling in the Tonquin Valley on September 12, 1929. Uh, Not that interesting of a story. But still sad. Let's move on. Jack Thayer, 31-year-old male. Uh, just a few... Just... Ooh, not a... About a month after that previous attack, uh, October 16, 1929, was attacked by a wild grizzly bear in Admiralty Island, Alaska. I've never heard of that place. Admiralty Island. Thayer a U.S. Forest Service employee, and Fred Herring, an assistant, encountered a brown bear at close range while conducting a timber survey on the southeast southeast of Admiralty Island. Thayer shot the bear while Herring retreated to a tree, but the wounded bear mauled Thayer, who died later that evening. Uh, wow. Okay, so Herring knew what to do, just climb a tree. Although apparently I've heard that's not that helpful because bears are apparently really, really good climbers, particularly black bears. I've seen videos of black bears just hauling crev up trees. I don't know if it's the same for brown bears. Maybe they, they're a lot bigger than black bears, so maybe they struggle to climb. Um, I don't know. Don't take my word for it. Okay, we are moving forward now. We're still in the 1920s, um, and it's again in 1929, um, but this is a black bear this time. Uh, This person was less than 10 years old. She was a female. Her name was Olga Gregorchuk. Uh, so maybe some sort of Russian background, Ola Gregorchuk, uh, was killed near Lake Du Bonnet in uh, Manitoba. Manitoba. The great thing about talking about stories from North America is that I've heard a lot of these names in pop culture throughout my life, so the, the pronunciation isn't a struggle, as much of a struggle as when it's an Indian story or a Russian story, so I do appreciate that. Thanks, North America. Gregorchuk was minding her four-year-old brother, Bill Gregorchuk, while their parents were out working on the farm. Sure, that's that's what that's what I'd call it too if I was out fucking my wife. I'm working the farm. You stay here with your little brother. A large 420-pound bear, oh, 420, blaze it, black bear, chased Olga and her brother into their family farm house where it knocked the door in, attacked Olga, dragged her out, and ate her. Okay, I'm sorry for making jokes before. That's sad. By the time her body was found, it had been consumed, with the exception of her head. Okay, that makes it worse. A small gravestone in Red Deer Cemetery, Manitoba, describes her death. That's... Mm, this one requires follow-up. Let's have a look. Oh, no. I'm just seeing the... Headline. Of bears and women investigating the hypothesis that menstruation attracts bears... This looks like it's an article from the University of Montana. Uh, how many? Pa- what page do I have to go to? Does it say? Give me one moment. It doesn't say. I'm not reading the whole fucking thing. This is a university article from 1988. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm not reading this whole thing. <laughs> there are periods of track bears. That's all I can think of when I read that. Okay. Uh, okay, into the 1930s. Our list is getting longer and longer for every decade that we pass through. Uh, there are quite a few entries. Again, only black bear and brown bear so far. Polar bear, not yet, but I think there are a couple on this list. So our first attack that we're going to talk about that occurred in the, uh, in the 1930s was Emerson Joyce, who is a six-year-old male. Um, he was attacked and killed, 
uh, or, or sorry, was attacked on June second, uh, eighteen sorry nineteen thirty in Watertown, New York. Uh, this is a black bear attack. The female black bear who recently had her cubs taken away killed her feeder Joyce. This occurred in the John C. Thompson Park Zoo. Yep, that well, if you take anyone else's kids away, they beat the shit out of you. So I don't know why you'd expect it different from a bear. Oh, our next victim. Peter Matthew Ryan was aged five years old when he was killed on October 9th, 1932 in Albion, New York. This was a captive bear as well. Ryan was attacked after trying to get a close look at a pet bear. The bear was tied to a fence at Mount Albion Cemetery after a truck transporting it broke it down. Oh, wow. That's just unlucky, I guess. Imagine if you were at a cemetery there, like visiting your like dead great-grandmother or something like that, and there's a freaking bear. I would want to pat the bear too. Um, poor kid. Jesus. Okay, another kid. God damn it. Uh, another one. In New- That's three in New York in a row in the 1930s. Grant Taylor was an 11-year-old male, uh, was attacked on October 2nd, 1933 by a captive black bear in Brookhaven, New York. Um, this one seems to have quite a bit of information, so let's here we go. Um, on his walk, no way. On his walk home from school, Taylor stopped to feed an apple to a bear tethered in front of an inn. What the fuck are we doing? This is New York. I know, I get that New York isn't just like New York City, but it's still like regional enough that I wouldn't be expecting to see bears tied up. You know, this is less than 100 years ago too. There was a bear tethered in front of him. He tried to give it an apple. The bear mauled Taylor and crushed him against the wire cage. Motorists stopped and used sticks and stones to try and separate the bear from Taylor. Eventually, a man operating a nearby roadside stand came and shot and killed the bear. An examination revealed that the bear hadn't eaten in two days. The inn had two bears that were trapped for five years previously in the uh, Adrian Dax uh, and were frequently fed by passers-by. Both bears were killed. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You shouldn't keep bears as pets. I don't think they're pet material. Get a cat. I have a little cat here. It's my girlfriend's cat. I love her to bits, and she hates me and swipes at my feet. Okay, William, finally, not a child, although the name kind of sounds like it's a kid. William Thomas Bill Brown Jr. was 64 years old. Whew, he lived a good life. It's fine. November 11th, 1934, was killed by a captive bear in uh, Pecos County in Texas. Brown was killed while trying to recapture a bear from his roadside zoo. Fuck, he owned the zoo. A posse shot and killed the bear. <laughs> That's so Texan. A posse shot the bear and killed it from his roadside zoo. I'm not saying this guy was asking for it. We don't blame victims here. But if you operate a roadside zoo and you don't just have a posse ready, yeah, you might die from a bear attack. Uh, another older male. 54, that's midlife. Clarence Stanley, a 54-year-old man, um, was killed in Man... uh, Sorry, Mankato in Minnesota, November 11th, 1934. The exact same day. Wow. The exact same day that William Thomas Bill Brown Jr. was killed by his bear from his zoo, uh, Clarence Stanley was also killed. Stanley was mauled by a bear that he tried to raise from a cub. Sorry, was killed... Stanley was mauled by a bear that he had raised from a cub. The cage bear attacked Stanley when he tried to re- retrieve a purse that had been dropped inside the bear's cage. So, did this guy run a, like, zoo as well? These fucking assholes. 
don't run zoos with bears if you're not, like, licensed and, you know, equipped to deal with it. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, our final uh, black bear story from the 1930s. This is a twofer. Ooh, a twofer. We don't get lots of these. George Langley, 55, and James Virtue, 68, were both killed by a captive black bear on October 15th, 1936. Langley owned a gas station where he kept a bear. Why do you need a Why do you need a fucking bear at your gas station in 1936? What is happening? They say a lot about America. I know a lot of my listeners are from America, and I love you. I I really do. They say a lot about how America is like, it's it's an empire in decline right now. The country is fucked. It's divided. It's more divided than ever. But at least you don't have fucking bears at petrol stations. Or maybe you do. Maybe you do. I don't know. After entering the bear's cage, defeated Langley and his helper were attacked. The bear was shot and killed. Yeah, cool. Great. So in this list so far, there are now two kinds of cliches. Number one is a hunter who shoots a bear and doesn't think it, thinks it's dead and goes to finger it or touch it or do something and the bear wakes up and kills them. That's number one. Now number two, thanks to people in Minnesota and Texas and Maine and Brookhaven, New York, um, it's a bear that's owned by someone at a fucking... Pepsi station, or uh, I don't know, like a service station, or a uh, 7-Eleven, I don't know, weird, weird stuff, okay, we're going back down to some brown bear stuff now, um, in the 30s, hopefully there's less bullshit, stupid stuff, but we're, we're gonna have to see, um, Thomas Earl, 56-year-old male, was killed by a captive bear, okay, not a great start, Earl was a zookeeper at the Cleveland Brookside Zoo, All right, well, at least that seems to be an actual zoo, not just some roadside petting shit. He was mauled by a brown bear when feeding it in its pen. After a vicious struggle, police shot the bear. Earl was also... Oh, God. Earl was also mistakenly shot. However, it was determined that he was already dead. Yeah. Hey, I would probably also say that the guy was already dead if I shot and killed someone, wouldn't you? Um, Earlier that day, Earl had been fired from his job. So... Interesting. Maybe he shouldn't be feeding the bear. That was in Cleveland, Ohio, by the way. Um, which uh, I'm not prepared to say that like that's the first sort of big city that this has happened in, but it's the first like m- major city that I've recognized on this list. Um, John McDonald was 70 years old when he was attacked by a wild bear near Dawson in Yukon Territory in, I think, Canada. Is Yukon, ri- Yukon River and Yukon is in Canada, right? I know it's north, it's cold. October 1932 is when this occurred. McDonald's mutilated body was initially found in the wilderness 20 miles, or 32 kilometers for the normal people playing at home, north of Dawson. McDonald's corpse was moved into a cabin, and before police arrived, the bear broke into the cabin and scattered the remains. McDonald was a woodcutter who lived alone in a shack on the Yukon River. That sounds delightful. He was 70, though, so maybe he was lonely. Oh, Okay, our final bear attack that we're going to talk about from the 1930s, final brown bear attack, Charles Wyman, who was 76 years old, was attacked on July 18th, 1934, by a captive bear in Denver, Colorado. Wyman, a zookeeper, classic, was attacked by two grizzly bears. Oh, God, he was attacked by two. Oh, he was attacked by two grizzly bears at the Denver Zoo after spraying them with a water hose. It was speculated that the bears were in a foul mood due to warm weather. The bears were also shot. 
Mm. Well, you know, here's an example of one where I think he was just trying to be nice. It's hot. It's a hot day. And he sprayed him down with a hose, but they don't like that, apparently. Okay, let's move on. We're going into the 1940s. Okay, our, we'll, we'll stick with brown bears for now. Okay, our first story in the 1940s, June 14, 1941. Thomas Miller, who was 28 years old, was attacked and killed in Detroit, Michigan, another pretty large city. Miller, a carnival employee, was struck on the head by a bear from Canada. The bear occurred, sorry, the attack occurred when Miller took the bear out of its cage to perform tricks for his wife. So this guy got bonked really hard on the head and died, is essentially what they're telling us here. Nice. Good one. Martha Henderson, sorry, Martha Hansen. Martha Hansen was 45 years old. Uh, The attack occurred in Yellowstone National Park again. This is the second on our list from Yellowstone. Um, If you'll remember previously, I think, was it this episode? Um, Yes, they killed another bear in the 30s, or maybe it was the 20s, um, with a dynamite trap, which is just a bunch of garbage with dynamite shoved in it. Um, This this occurred on uh, August 23rd, 1942, Martha Hansen left her cabin to go to the restroom. As she rounded a corner, she surprised a bear and was mauled. Hansen was taken to the hospital and died four days later due to injuries sustained from the attack. Hansen's sister sought and eventually successfully received compensation for expenses incurred to her care. Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed a bill in 1944 granting the family $1,894.95. There you go. That's not only is that the second president that we've had mentioned um, in this series, but the second Roosevelt, because Teddy Roosevelt uh, commented on the death of one of our uh, victims in the previous episode as well. There you go. That That is interesting. Wow. She died, unfortunately. Very sad. Richard Haverman. 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 Will you have a man? I'd love a man. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Richard Haverman was 68 years old, uh, was attacked by a captive bear, brown bear, on December 11th, 1942, in San Diego. Okay, Haverman, a... That sounds like the right way to say it, too. Haverman. Haverman was an animal trainer who was attacked by a Himalayan brown bear at the San Diego Zoo. Wow, okay, so this may be the first bear attack on this list that was perpetrated by a bear that was not born or at least not like one of the North American species. Himalayan brown bears are from the Himalayas, which you might have guessed. Uh, Just like pink rock salt. Um, They're imported in mass for no reason. Okay, final brown bear story from the 40s. This is September 10, 1945. I think the... Was the war over by September 10th? I think it was. So this person, this eight-year-old boy, lived to see the war end and then got eaten by a bear. Um, in Seattle, Washington, a uh, famously sunny city, Seattle, Seattle, Washington, Strand was attacked while playing with a pet bear. Do I, do I need to remind you how I feel about this? The bear also bit a neighbor who attempted to rescue Strand. The bear was taken to Woodland Park Zoo. Well, that's nice. They didn't kill the bear for once. That's lovely. We're going to move forward now to the 1940s um, black bear attacks. There are three here, and we may end our little series here, uh, this episode at least, uh, and we'll go on. How much longer do we have? 
Oh, no, we've got ages. We've got so many bear stories stretching from the 50s to, to the current day. So what we might do is we'll do these three stories from the 40s, and then we'll do all the stories in the 50s, and then we'll go from 1960 all the way to the present day. That's a good 60 years for the final episode. Okay, uh, the 1940s black bear attacks include Carl Hendrick, who was 37 years old. The attack occurred on November 23rd, 1943, in West Townshend, or Town Townshend? Townshend, Vermont. If you're from Vermont, tell me if I'm pronouncing that correct. Henrik was hunting in West Townsend, Vermont, and his body was found with a blackened face and scratches. His rifle and bear tracks were found nearby. A theory is that Henrik shot the bear, thought it was dead, and then squeezed to death when he approached. Classic. Anton Rauch, 59 years old, was killed by a captive bear in Chicago, Illinois, on August 2nd, 1945. Rauch, a worker at the Lincoln Park Zoo, was attacked while cleaning the bear's cage. And Carol Ann Pomeranke Pomeranke, was three years old, very sad, um, on July 7th, 1948, in Marquette National Forest in Michigan. Pomeranke was taken by a bear outside of a home on the Merak National Forest, now known as the uh, Hiawatha National Forest in Michigan. She was dragged for 91 meters, which is 100 yards. The bear was tracked and killed. Yeah. A lot of these guys, like the older guys who run these weird zoos, I I have like like less sympathy for, but the children who were just in their houses or just playing outside and get taken by a bear, obviously that's very sad and, and super devastating. Oh, okay. Let's let's go into the fifties and let's try to pick one of these that's interesting enough for us to do a follow up through one of the um one of the sources that they've included here. Uh, brown bear attacks in the fifties. Willie's Willie uh, Wiley's Willie's McBride question mark We don't know the age, but was a male. September nineteenth, nineteen fifty five, near Eureka, Alaska. McBride was mauled while hunting alone. The bear was not found. Paul. Lemery, a 28-year-old male, uh, October 9th, 1956, was killed by a captive uh, brown bear in Libertyville, Illinois. Uh, Lemery, an animal trainer, was attacked when taking a bear out of its cage. He was preparing for a television appearance with the bear. Um, there is another story that happens later on, and I did want to cover it. Uh, I think the, name's, the bear's name was Rocky, but a similar bear doing a TV appearance attacked its trainer as well. Kenneth Scott um, was a 29-year-old hunter who was attacked by a bear on the 22nd of October 1956 near Augusta, Montana. While elk hunting, a hunter in Scott's group was attacked and the bear was shot and wounded. When they went back in to kill the bear, Scott's uh, Scott's gun jammed and the bear mauled him. The bear was later killed by another hunter. What a shit... Bachelor party, that would have been if you were out. Sam Adams, a 45-year-old male, was killed on October 27, 1955, by a wild bear near Ovando in Montana. Again, Montana is probably coming up to be one of these places that constantly are wrought with bear attacks. Adams was missing after hunting near the Continental Divide, northeast of uh, Missoula. His rifle was found smashed into three parts. Laboratory studies showed evidence that Adams was in a fight with a bear, which was described as probably a grizzly. I think I'm going to see if I can find the article on that one. That sounds interesting. It's a newspaper article from 1959 in the Sarasota Journal. 
Okay. Hunter loses death struggle with Hungry Bear. Sorry, th these articles are so hard to read. Chris, okay, great, okay. Okay. This is the article from the, uh, what did I say it was? The Missoula something? Doesn't matter, I'll find it. Okay, uh, Missoula, Montana. Authorities have made laboratory studies today of evidence that a missing hunter was killed and eaten after a battle with a bear, probably a grizzly. Mute evidence of the struggle was found by a search party in a mountain meadow near Over, uh, Over, Overdue, Ovendo, high on the western, sh uh, s sorry, it's very hard to read, uh, western slopes of the continental divide northeast of here. It may solve the mystery of what happened to Sam Adams, who is about 45 years old, of Missoula. He vanished last October 27th while hunting with two companions. His friends, Ed Hodges, 40 years old, and Calvin Trusty, 52 years old, both of Missoula, led the search party in the area when the three hunters had to split up. Heavy snow prevented earlier searching. The party found Adam's rifle smashed into three parts, his wallet, shoes, and tattered bits of clothing, and they also found bear signs and remnants of half-digested clothing, human bones, and hair. The shoes were scarred with teeth marks. Evidence of, uh, evidence of the battle, battle was strewn in a 50-foot circle. Special Deputy Charles uh, Sh uh, Schmildeck head of the Missoula County rescue effort, constructed this story with the evidence. It looks like Adams wounded a bear. He used all but two cartridges in the battle, but was hurt. He apparently crawled along a log and tried to light a fire to get warm. He, re <laughs> he removed... How do I read this? Oh, he removed the shoelaces, probably to use as a tourniquet. Then it looks like he fired his last two bullets to summon aid. Oh, like as a flare. Then the bear reappeared, and Adams used his gun as a club. Schmildeck, <laughs> great, said the enraged animal either devoured the body on the spot, bones and all, or dragged most of the... And I'm going to stop here because a lot of the article is now blurred out, but I'll do my best. Um, Schmildeck said the enraged animal either devoured the body on the spot, bones and all, or dragged most of the bones out of the den buried them, and buried them. He posed... Uh, he pointed out that it was close to hibernation time when Adams disappeared, and the evidence indicates activity that Adams was killed and eaten in a wild battle with a battle with a hungry bear. Uh, Schmildeck said, "Well, there you go. It's nice to get a little bit of in extra information on these people." Uh, okay, our final four, five stories. We're going to talk about five black bear attacks that occurred in the 1950s, and then we're going to move on to our scratch of the day. Um, Rupert Huckins, sorry, Robert Huckins, 18 years old, was killed on September 19th, 1952 by a captive black bear in Crawford Notch State Park in New Hampshire. After feeding a bear in a cage, Huckins was chased and killed. The bear also injured three other people and was eventually shot and killed with 13 gunshots. Rudolf Geyer, 50 years old, was killed by a uh, wild black bear on November 19th, 1952, near Anchorage, Alaska. Gaia and a black bear were found dead at a remote mountain cabin. The, 
<laughs> I just got a very dark image just then. What were those two doing in that cabin? I wonder if his wife knew. An investigator concluded that Gaia shot the bear after it entered his cabin and before dying, the bear fatally clawed Gaia. Yeah, unlikely story. As if they weren't having an affair. Um, Andrew Mark Palmer was a three-year-old. Uh, on August 11th, 1953, killed in Flagstaff, Arizona, while Palmer was playing with his grandparents' pet bear, he was mauled. Fuck's sake. Ugh. The bear was shot and killed by a neighbor. <sighs> There's no point in saying anything. You know what I'm feeling. Barbara Coates, another seven-year-old girl. Maybe she was killed by her grandparents too. Let's see. August 12th, 1958. Nope, this was a wild bear in Jasper National Park, Alberta, Canada. While Coates was picking berries outside of her family's Suntwapa Falls cottage, a black bear, black bear appeared. Coates ran to the cottage, uh, but the bear chased and mauled her. Okay. That one's innocent. No, not maligning that person at all. And our final bear story for today. Lyndon Hopper. Or Lyndon Hooper. I'm sorry. Lyndon Hooper. 51-year-old male was... Killed on September 6, 1959, near Cadamin in Alberta, Canada. This is a wild attack too. Hooper was fishing alone when attacked 20 miles out from Cadamin, Alberta. His mutilated body was found in a stream. Three days later, a forest ranger shot a bear. 80.8 kilometers from where Hooper's body was recovered. It was later discovered that the bear's stomach contained human hair. There you go. That last one might be one of the most innocent stories. That's um, not a child. A lot of these other men were either hunting bears or hunting elk or uh, fucking owned the bear and fucked around with them. But this guy was just fishing. Um, so very sad. Of course, all the children involved, obviously 100% innocent. Um, I don't want to malign any of the victims too much, but look, if you own a fucking roadside zoo or you just tie up a bear next to your petrol station... I don't know what else to tell you, man. You're probably going to get scratched by a bear at some point in your life. Do we have time for a scratch of the day? Look, we probably have a little bit of time. Let's have a look. Um, oh, what can, what can we find? Ooh, this is an interesting one from Newsweek. This was published two weeks ago, but still interesting. Rampaging lone dolphin keeps biting swimmers. Yay! This sounds fun. Oh, Scratch the Day. If you don't know what that segment is yet, you haven't been paying attention, Scratch the Day when I go through the news and find animal attack stories that might be interesting. And here's definitely one. Uh, this is the tech and science part of Newsweek. Okay. Rampaging lone dolphin keeps biting swimmers. A dolphin has bitten two swimmers in Japan, the latest in a string of attacks from what appears to be a single dolphin. As reported by local media Fukushimbun Online, the most recent incidents occurred on August 11 at uh, Koshino Beach in Gamocho, Fuki City. The two injured swimmers, who were bitten hours apart, were taken to the hospital. Both victims were men in their 40s. The first incident occurred in the morning, with a man being bitten on both arms. Around six hours later, a second man was bitten on the fingers of his left hand. Dolphins are highly intelligent animals, capable of teaching, learning, cooperation, and even grief. They are usually highly social and live in large groups called pods. They have been known to attack humans, especially in captivity. In April 2022, a 23-year-old dolphin that has spent its entire life in captivity attempted to drown its female trainer. They are also known to bite humans, both in captivity and in the, in the wild, and to become hostile towards humans when they get too close. 
In 2019, two dolphins attacked a 20-year-old British, a 10-year-old British girl at a swimming with dolphins experience in Cancun, biting and dragging her underwater, leaving her with cuts, bruises, and bite marks. Other dolphin attacks have been reported in the same area of Japan this year, leading to officials to suspect that they all may have been done by a single individual creature. The suspected dolphin was first spotted near the shore of a different beach in April, according to the Japan Times. It is thought that the public perception of dolphins puts both the animal and human at risk as people treat them more like a pet than a powerful and potentially dangerous creature. People have this image of dolphins as cute creatures, but they are wild animals after all. Tetsuyo Mat- uh, Matsuka, manager of Notojima Aquarium near the town of Nano. Uh, Nanao told the newspaper the Ashe Shimbun, you should, not get, you should not go near them or touch them because they have sharp teeth. Attacks may be more common if the dolphin isn't made to feel, sorry, attacks may be more common if the dolphin is made to feel unsafe or threatened, such as being handled in a way it doesn't like. We understand there are certain body parts that dolphins like touched, like the tips of its nose and its back fin, an official from the tourism promotion department told the Japan Times. Humans kill, uh, I was hoping we'd get to this, humans kill a large number of dolphins each year, mostly as bycatch in fishing nets, but also during dolphin drives. These involve herding large numbers of dolphins into boats and killing them for their meat. It is considered by many to be inhumane and has taken an, as a long, sorry, and has long been performed in Japan since whaling days, although it currently only takes place on a large scale in Paji. Over 22,000 dolphins and other small whales are killed in this way annually in Japan. Following the latest attacks, the Fuki uh, Minami police warned beachgoers not to swim when dolphins were spotted nearby, and signs have been erected on the beach urging swimmers to take care and never to touch dolphins. The exact species of dolphin involved is as yet unknown, although common species found near the waters of Japan include bottlesnose dolphins, striped dolphins, and rizzo dolphins. According to the Japan Times, the Fuki municipal government has set up a device emitting ultrasonic waves near the beach that will deter dolphins from coming near. There you go. Interesting. That's quite a long story. I'm glad that they mentioned the uh, the the whaling of dolphins in Japan because the entire time we're reading that, I was kind of just thinking, uh, this is a bit of like revenge, right? Because of how many people, how many dolphins um, those fishermen in Japan kill. But anyway, if you want to watch a documentary about that, um, God, I can't remember what it's called. What's it called? Shit. There was a really famous dolphin documentary um, about, what was it? Dolphin documentary. Um, Oh, it's called The Cove. Yeah, of course. If you want to know more about the uh, Japanese um, dolphin driving catches and all that, yeah, look up The Cove. It's a really sad um, documentary. It's from 2009 and it made quite a splash pun unintended, um, when it came out. You should also look at Blackfish, which is the story about Tilikum the Whale that we looked at almost a year ago. Um, also, Seaspiracy is interesting as well. I think that that's probably enough. Um, I don't think we need to do any more Scratch of the Days. Please join us next week where we look at North American Bear Attacks Part 3. We're going to go from the 1960s all the way to the present day um, and look at what is becoming a burgeoning uh, list. It's absolutely bursting at the seams with blood and slaughter. So please join me for that. Thank you so much for joining me now. Um, As always, you can follow me on social media. All the links to the bullshit is in the uh, 
in the caption of this episode, wherever you listen to it. Haven't also done this for a while. If you would like to give me a five-star rating on wherever you listen to this, please do. It, it, helps me out like sincerely it, it really does help it takes five minutes of your of your day but you know most podcasts don't have anyone review them at all um and the ones that do get a few they get promoted to more and more people it really just it just helps me out quite a lot so if you have the time i'd love for you to just give us a little five-star review where, wherever you're listening or a four or a three whatever you actually think this podcast is worth uh, if it's a one or a two though don't bother uh, don't waste your time it's fine um that'll do us for today thank you so much for listening thank you so much for sending in your suggestions thank you for sending in your feedback join us next week for part three of bears and bloodshed in north america I'm James. Goodbye. Oh, and also, make sure you're extra careful out there this week because as we've learned, it's a jungle out there. <laughs>